up, guys? Welcome back to the pod. My name is Garrett, and I'm going to be your host for today. I'm a freshman at the University of Kentucky. I'm involved in crew. Jacob is a freshman and is a pre-nursing student from Louisville, Kentucky. He's also involved in the club swing team. Yo, 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 what is up, crew podcast? It's your girl, Kaylee. Um, I am a sophomore here at UK. Um, My major is sociology, and I have a communications minor. I'm Aiden. I'm a sophomore here. Um, My major is music performance. I've been doing crew for, I don't know, about two semesters now. Really, really engaged. Maybe maybe three, maybe three. Um, But yeah, I'm just happy to be here. My name is John Combs. I am a sophomore here at the University of Kentucky. I am a part of the Gatton College of Business. I'm studying business management and marketing. I'm Shelby Hayes. (laughs) I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, This is my first semester in nursing school. And I have a younger sister. Up y'all, I'm Jacob. I'm a junior here at UK. I'm studying biology, minoring in philosophy, and this is my third winter conference. Such a blessing to go back. Love the community. Love Garrett. Love all y'all. <laughs> all right, well, today we're going to be doing a winter conference recap, and we're going to be hitting four main points. We're going to be talking about the community, seminars, sessions, and the outreach and prayer. So let's go ahead and dig into the community section. What were your initial thoughts when arriving at Winter Conference? With Winter Conference, you get a chance to meet a lot of people from crew, especially a UK crew that you really didn't know that well before or weren't really able to connect with that well. And it's just like, you know, a great time just to get to know more people and like to already like um, build up uh, pre-existing relationships as well. It, incredibly welcoming immediately, right? Like they have all the staff and the staff's required to be there, right? Yeah, yeah. But it was still really cool to be welcomed in and, you know, point out like, oh, I saw Matt there and oh, I saw Thomas while I was checking in and, you know, it was really, and Scott while I was checking in. It was neat to see random people that I knew. It's nice to see a familiar face while every face was friendly. It was very nice to spend some time with upperclassmen um, and get to know some people that typically aren't in my normal social circles. So it was yeah. great. So I think going into Winter Conference, I came in with just a lot of expectations having gone two years. I knew a lot of upperclassmen just through past Winter Conferences and relationships. I was very excited to kind of make those new friends, meet like lower classmen and kind of create that space for intentional community. How did you get deeply rooted in community at Winter Conference? I would say that mostly happened um, right before we were going to sleep because we'd all be in the room and we just have um, these conversations about you know, whether it was about um, the session before, things that were going on in our personal lives, asking for advice, or just like, you know, sharing things that were really important that were going on in our lives. It was it was actually really, really nice. Yeah, I think that's one of the, the community parts that aren't talked about is um, who you're staying with. And that time that you get together, it's like unsolicited, but yeah. uh, having that intentionality with one another and being able to be vulnerable yeah. to the people you're living with, so yeah. So how did, how did you get deeply rooted into community? Honestly, it was kind of outside, like when we all had downtime, like everyone was texting the group meets, just like, hey, we're gonna go play games, we're gonna go do this, to go do that. So that really helped me, honestly, just to get to know some people better that I probably would have never really like played some of the card games with, or, well, I probably would have, but like, I don't think it's harder when you're in school to find that time and for that community with all these different people here at UK, yeah. so. Yeah, I think it's unrecognized, but the downtime is so crucial Mm -hmm. in building community and like just doing things with people going to lunches, dinners, making your own dinners, um, just stuff to build memories with, but also build community. I thought it was really cool. 
I think it was just through like the times outside, the times that weren't like planned or unexpected. We just decided to go out to eat, just do something crazy. Like the very last day, we spent two hours going to an arcade. Boss battle game. Boss battle game. <laughs> <laughs> just spending time with each other. So now we're going to transition into our seminars section. The first one I attended was, um, it was the modes of evangelism. It was the three different modes of evangelism. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one I did was about um, sexual wholeness. And then the third one I attended was um, a general sen- seminar on sanctification. Mm. Um, which session did you get the biggest impact out of? Um, it's a little taboo, but I got the most impact out of the sexual wholeness um, uh, seminar. I thought it was the most informative, and it was um, it was very helpful to um, see the places in the Bible where you know how when our parents will talk to us about this, or um, at least in my life. Typically, when I've had conversations with um, with people I see as authority figures uh, when concerning objects or stuff like this, it's just kind of like, no, don't do it. Don't think about it. Don't. Mm-hmm. It was very don't nice. Engage. Yeah, don't engage. Don't even worry about it. Just yeah. stay away, which is sound advice. But at the same time, it was really helpful to um, understand the biblical reasoning. Absolutely. To go through and see, hey, um, these, this is a clear outline of what we are called not to do. And here are so many verses in the Bible that directly point to either just straight up saying not to do it or the fallout of um, poor consequences made or poor choices made. Yeah. It was very helpful. My biggest takeaways were um, two, two things. Um, They both, and they both had to do with boundaries. The first one was emotional Mm. boundaries and it was what they called um, emotionally making out. It's where you're going to someone outside of the relationship and just venting to them about all of the problems that you're having in your relationship. And it's not even sometimes just problems, but things that are going on in your life. Um, and the and the key word is uh, what what was what was the phrase that they used? Um, repetitive, inappropriate sharing of emotions with someone outside of the relationship. Ooh, that's fire! I've yes, not heard that before. Yeah, and and it's not something that I think people tend to think about a lot because you know it's like oh you know i'm just going to them and i'm just talking to them um but you're also letting them see your vulnerability and it's it's more of a problem when it's someone of the opposite sex like if it's just a girl going to a girl okay sure but if it's a a girl going to a guy or a guy going to a girl that's that's a very emotionally vulnerable part of yourself that you're sharing with someone not who like doesn't need to know but it's not the appropriate person to be sharing it with. Yeah. Um, the other thing, the other boundary was physical boundaries. And it was interesting because, you know, usually, um, you know, in the Christian community, they're like setting like specific things. It's like, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Um, but they, and I was, I was ready to write down a whole bulleted list of like things, things to not do. Um, but really they, as far as I understood it, kind of left it up to um, personal conviction and prayer. Um, one of the, the acronyms they gave was, um, when it comes to a person, not personal boundaries, physical boundaries, take as long, goodness, take a lap, which means take as long as possible. Um, the guy who was speaking actually had, um, he claims one of the smartest guys he knows. Um, what he would do is, um, if he realized he and his girlfriend were, were pushing things or doing, going, going too far, um, he would take the the phrase literally and he would actually like be like hey give me 
10, 15, 20 minutes and he would actually take a lap around the building or the oh, campus wow. or whatever. Yeah, he, he took it literally and not just as an acronym. Um, but the concept of taking as long as um, possible to do things, you know, especially within the bounds of marriage or I guess outside the bounds of marriage of what God has told us to do. So it's uh, that was really interesting because, like I said, I was expecting a, a whole laundry list of yeah. do's and don'ts, but they were just kind of like just take as long as possible with whatever it may be. Yeah, that's that's a different perspective that I haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. And I think it offers a unique perspective to um, someone who is interesting about Christian standards when dating. Yeah. So the main sessions were actually like somewhat interesting because it wasn't necessarily what the speakers were saying to me that I felt like the most convicted or I learned honestly. Because like what I learned was nothing like related to the topic. Like on the night of holy, 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 like God was just showing me doubts, was just showing me that even though he's holy, 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 there are areas in my life where I don't believe God is holy, holy, holy. There are places where I don't believe God is like fully good or fully in control. And so like he used the main sessions as just kind of to show me these just lies in my head, kind of the biggest one being that the lie that God like will provide for me to get to like where I'm at now. That God will provide for me to get the winter conference. He'll provide for me to get to like now but he won't provide in the future. Like there'll be a time where I sin enough or where all of a sudden he just stops loving and he's like, no, I, no, I don't care about you. I'm, I'm done. And like, that is a lie. And like, I'm going to be honest. It's a lie, but yet it's so easy to believe. Like we can see it and we can say, oh, I know it's wrong, but it can feel true. The sessions, um, you know, everybody was kind of like pushing, pushing against the doors, waiting for them to open. You know, they would open and everybody would just like flood in to the room that we were using. And, you know, you'd see everybody's um, uh, university college flags just waving. And everybody's just um, so excited for the, the session to start. The timer's going down. And, you know, as soon as it hits, hits zero, we're worshiping and praising the Lord. Um, and then the, the speakers, absolutely um, incredible. The As far as worship goes, the praise band, the praise team, praise band, worship, whatever you want to call them. Um, they did an absolutely um, amazing job. There were definitely moments where I, I felt the presence of the Lord there. Yeah, it was, great. It was the first time that I've ever like experienced something like that going to a Christian conference. So I, at first I was a little overwhelmed, but it was nice that I didn't know what to expect. So I went in very open minded. Um, I thought it was really cool though, just how as the sessions went on, I felt more comfortable just around all those people and. Um, I'm usually not one to just express how I feel in front of all those people, but like I really just felt the presence of the Lord just with all those people and I just couldn't help but like smile and just be like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like all these people are just like college students my age are just praising the Lord with me and just wanting to learn more about him. So yeah, Um, I'm trying to think, was it, it was probably New Year's. New Year's was where we prayed in, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, and they that was, flashed up three, two, yes. one on the screen. That was amazing. Just experiencing that too, just with like everyone where we had like our session and we were also praying and worshiping in the new year. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, what did you think about them ringing in the new year with all glory be to Christ? Oh goodness, I was crying. It was <laughs> it was so beautiful. Yeah. Um I I remember um me and my the people that I was praying with before, we were probably one of the last people, at least in like crew, 
who were still praying and um i remember just in the background everyone singing all glory be to christ and um i was it was really hard for me to hear the people in my group because everyone was singing so loud but i was like that's honestly like an amazing thing how yeah. like, everyone was just singing so loud and i can't hear what like we're praying because everyone's just singing so loud but at first i was like well yeah like at first I was like, okay, like, why are they singing so loud? Like, I'm trying to listen to people <laughs> praying. Like, and then I was like, Shelby, like, what are you, like, thinking? Like, why are you thinking that? Like, yeah. you're... Uh, in general, um, reading your Bible is so crucial. It's, I mean, it's cliche, right? But mm-hmm. um, being ingrained in the Word every day is, is um, incredible. Like, uh, Romans 12 is, you know, you're creating uh, within me, or not Romans 12, excuse me. Um, I think it's Psalm 51. It's, um, you know, create within me a new heart. Um, and then Romans 12 is um, renewing your mind daily. It's it's crucial to, to living the Christian life. Yeah. Um, and that blends itself in um, with sanctification because uh, it's the way that we um, can mature in our faith is through prayer, is through um, a relationship. Through relationship with God, right? And so that's one of the key ways that we need to yeah. have a relationship with yeah. God, right? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's the way that it works. But... I would say that's my key takeaway. It was just such a different experience that I was like, I kind of was like questioning myself like, oh, like what am I doing? Like I should be clinging to um, like what's being said and stuff like that. Um, But that's not to say that like what was being said was bad or like it wasn't good because like I said, I love the sessions. There were so many amazing things said i just think from the personal experience with it i think i actually struggled when it came to the sessions um this winter conference um and that actually led me to i guess a more personal um prayer time with the lord especially like just in the middle of the sessions too which was like so weird for me to do uh but just literally just stopping to pray like lord i don't know just like I guess even just help me to focus on what's being said um, and to truly just like hear what you're saying to me. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I think it was definitely a different experience with the sessions this year, but a really good experience. Yeah. Session three and four, which was where Heather Holman was talking and she was mainly talking about being seated with Christ because I struggled so much like with um, things that can keep us from reality. Like she mentioned like appearance, affluence, achievement, and I struggle with the achievement one a lot. Yeah, me like, too. I really like love to- Get involved. Yep, I love to get involved. I love, well, pe- everyone loves people saying nice things about them, but sometimes it's like we find our worth in that. And I know I struggle with that too, where it's like, oh, you got this, A, you got a good grade. It's like, okay, I, my mom and dad like, oh, great job, you're doing great. And it's like, I feel that worth when they say that yeah and so that really put a reality check for me for to be like okay i'm already seated with christ like i already yeah like i have his grace um my sins are wiped free because of jesus and so yeah it was uh, didn't we do like an activity too where we picked yeah we went to the tables and prayed over that thing kind of trashed it basically Yeah. yeah Yeah, honestly, I think that really helped me too because I'm very hands-on with stuff. So I feel like that really helped me to just realize it, recognize it, and just be like, okay, like I can work on this and work on realizing that when I'm in those moments where I do feel like, okay, I want to find my worth and like all these achievements that I'm doing to just take a step back and realize, okay, 
like I'm seated with God. That's all I need. My worth is not defined by anything else in this world. Yeah. And that was just so such a crucial moment mm-hmm. that like we don't have to worry about what anyone says. We don't have to worry about our achievements, yeah. our looks, our friendships, because we already have a seat at the table. So yeah. Yeah, so um, the prayer team was an amazing experience. Um, we learned more about intercession, which is like, you know, praying like on someone else's behalf. And um, I, like, I was perfectly fine. I loved being on the prayer team because I'm so often like you know, on that doing outreach. And it's kind of, it's kind of, it's really nice to be able to see the other uh, other half of that, which is a prayer, which prayer is just as important as going out there and doing it. And it's, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. That was great. So what did they have y'all do um, on the prayer side instead of outreach? All right. So like we started off with like a thing on like, you know, like what intercede, interceding is and like what everything about it. And then after that, we had like a time to prayer. They had like um, in the prayer room, they had multiple little sections with different things we could pray about. And yeah. then they just, they just let us pray. And we just prayed for, prayed for a few hours. I think that is really interesting and really cool. And it's an experience that, like, a lot of people take for granted and, like, oh, like, people are praying or whatever. But I experienced the prayer room in the mornings, in the morning sessions, and just, like, being in community and praying for one another and have, like, other people praying for you is really special. I was on the outreach team, and I actually got the opportunity to be the outreach captain this so year. So can you kind of explain to people who don't understand what that is, kind of what you did and the leadership role that you took with that? Um, yeah. So basically, uh, every campus has, like, one or I guess a few of them, like, had a couple uh, outreach captains. Um, but it's it's actually really simple um, you just kind of attend a meeting, um, and they just kind of talk about uh, what's going to be going on um, at Outreach, um, so you can in turn, like, share that with the campus. I think it's just a lot easier to do it that way than, I guess, like, trying to make a big announcement, taking time, like, um, from the main sessions, or even the time that, like, we get to go, like, to the churches and hear uh, from their leadership. It's just yeah, a lot easier to do it that way. Um, but basically, we were just kind of told uh, what we were going to share with um, the rest of our campus in regards to the boxes that we took out for outreach. But there were still, I would think, like nine or ten people um, that just, yeah, volunteered to be on the prayer team, wanted to be so invested in prayer um, during that outreach time. And I just, I thought that was really cool and really amazing to witness. Um, yeah. Like the prayer room was such a good, like, presence of community because there'd be people from like completely different colleges like not even knowing your name your story anything like that yet still loving on you praying for you and like just seeing the love of christ like span across campuses with like like uk ut would be praying for each other like ohio state michigan like any like all those campus boundaries anything that would be like weird or odd on like uk's campus like it's just completely normal to be completely vulnerable with anyone even people you've never even met and probably honestly may not even meet again can you recall a time where you saw a presence of community um honestly at the very end of winter conference we all went back to our campus times and we all kind of just reflected on winter conference and just focused on like what god had been doing at that time at winter conference in our lives and we kind of we all just opened up and it opened a space for vulnerability so like i got to share like my family how like we went through some 
like money struggles at one point and I didn't know if I was going to be able to come but then later I had um, someone reach out to me and was like hey like thank you for sharing that like I can totally relate like it, yeah. it was it was honestly incredible the way the Lord worked because I was so scared to even share that in that space but it was really amazing to just be able to be vulnerable in that space yeah I think Winter Conference does a good job of um, encouraging community with some of the people that you wouldn't necessarily engage with on your campus. Uh, that's just because we only see people for one or two hours a week, different events, and so we don't really get to sit down and uh, kind of dig into each other's lives. And so Winter Conference sets up that foundation of and space that allows you to sit down with people you wouldn't normally sit down with and just kind of deal with life together. So, yeah. So, um, it was awesome to see, um, uh, a lot of people, we were, we were gathered together and it was just a, a community of prayer and, um, trusting the spirit to work through us, right? Because we're not the ones working. It's him working through us. It was neat to come together with a lot of people from UK initially when like in our little breakout campus time. Mm-hmm. And then once we got to the church, it was awesome to um, to pray and to fellowship and um, and trust with other people who weren't from our campus. Yeah. Um, it's a unique thing, right? We're all um, we're all bound by the blood of Christ. So it's such a cool experience talking to people who I've never met before, who I don't know a thing about. Um, but being to instantly connect with them and have a relationship with them uh, was something really, really cool. Yeah. I went with um, another UK student and we went to a different group. We were like, hey, like, can we pray for y'all, uh, for y'all's campus? And so being able to just to see that partnership and pray for their university um, and that they could get a spark on their campus and the same for us was like a different dynamic that I had never seen before. Mm-hmm. But a, a moment that I saw God working and it was, it was really sweet. Um, we, you know, we knocked on... Uh, a lady's door and she said we we introduced ourselves said what we were doing um she said i don't have any clothes on it's cold outside how about you all you you all just go ahead and come inside and she had a gown on she didn't have any outside clothes on um so we sit down and we we talk with her we go through the questions um you know i was in my head i was thinking this this kind lady invited us into her home she was very sweet answered our questions and everything um i was like we should we should give her the little New Year's um, box, New Year's party box that uh, we were all handed to give out to anyone who we decided just to give it to. So gave it to her. We were explaining what was in it. I said, we, there's um, some sparkling cider in there. And she like, her eyes open. And she was like, oh my gosh, my daughter's been, my daughter and I have been trying to find this. She goes, oh, well, no, I forgot her daughter's name, but she screams her daughter's name. Um, and then her daughter comes in and she sees it. And you can just see her eyes light up she's like i've been looking everywhere for this and i couldn't find any um but just that you know even even in the smallest littlest of things god god provides provides. yeah yeah, it was it was just really sweet to see yeah god does provide so an experience that opened my eyes more um to outreach was uh the fact that we were with a lot of other students that were from other campuses again at the church that we were like assigned to go to um, we were with probably like 80 other students, maybe, or even more. Covering like five universities, if yeah. I'm not wrong. I think so, yeah. from They were from like Ohio um, that were with us at this church. Um, and like speaking specifically to the group that I went out with, 
I was with three of those students that were from Ohio. Um, and so it was, I don't know, I just think it was really cool to like be with people that I didn't know, like at all. Um, and just to be sharing the gospel because even though we're from different um, campuses, we're from different states, uh, they might be like even from like different places as well, like not even just Ohio, you know, that they just went there for college. But um, yeah, like being there and having so many like differences and stuff, yet we were there for one purpose and that was to share the gospel with people and to love people. And I just, I don't know, I think that's so cool. Thanks so much everyone for listening to the Crew Podcast. We are family captivated by the joy of knowing Christ and an outward expression to make him known. Uh, we have our feet firmly planted in Kentucky and our eyes are set on the world. Until next time, everyone be safe.